Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. BBL final coverage tonight live from the SCG. Of course, followed tomorrow by full coverage of the second test between Australia and the West Indies at the Gabba, the day-night test. Barat Sundaresen is on the line. Morning, Barat. Morning, mate. How have you been? Yeah, I've been really good, thanks, mate. I've had a good break over summer listening to your dulcet tones and following the fortunes of of cricket left, right and centre. Can I start with this one? Because I just posed the question on the break beforehand. What have the West Indies got, do you think, this time around that they may not have or didn't have in the first test? Is there any difference, do you think, that the West Indies bring to this second test in terms of attitude or whatever? Uh, firstly, I think they might uh, be making a change. I mean, this is just my speculation based on what I saw at practice yesterday. Uh, I think they um, looked like they're going to give good Akesh Moti, the left-arm spinner, a break and bring in Kevin Sinclair, and, uh, who played quite a bit of white ball cricket for them in the last two years, uh, off-spinner, but uh, hard-hitting off-spinner. So uh, add some batting depth. But, I mean, very relatively speaking, that is. Mm. Uh, but I think what they will bring is uh, some bit of know-how that, like, okay, I mean, they've shaken off the, the awe that comes with playing test cricket in Australia or playing test cricket uh, period, right? You see that batting lineup in particular, they have such... I mean, there's nobody, right? I mean, you uh, after Craig Brathwaite with over 80 tests, you had Chandapal with eight, mm. Athenes with two, and Mackenzie with one, and then two debutants. I mean, that's not a batting lineup. That's just, uh, you know, not a test batting lineup by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, I think they, they'll, I guess, hopefully have gotten over that fear because now they, 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 they know what failure is like uh, in Australia. <laughs> They've experienced it over the last one week, a lot of those batters. So that's gone. And maybe just take what, maybe play the kind of bold cricket that Shamar Joseph uh, showed us you can play, even if it is your first tour, uh, even if it is against Australia. Yeah, I, I was wondering if that's kind of the the change in direction because they're going to look across the fence, Barat, and see exactly the same lineup, aren't they? Nothing's going to change from the Australian mm. side. The Australian team will be just as ruthless, just as talented, and just as slick as they have, have been for a long, long time. So does it come back to the Windies taking risks, being swashbuckling? I don't know. I mean, a couple of them, I don't know whether they can be. I mean, Craig Brathwaite uh, is one thing he, I don't think, will ever aspire to be in life is swashbuckling or anything in life. I mean, he's a cool <laughs> cat. He bats in glasses. He's got the lovely gold chain around his neck. But I don't think he can ever be swashbuckling with the bat. Uh, Tej Narayan Chandapal was a bit of a disappointment for me because he looked so solid last time around, didn't he? And then uh, you saw uh, he uh, looked, looked flashier, even in the warm-up game that I called uh, at the Karen Rolton Oval. But, I mean, let's look back to what Pakistan did. And I thought they did it really well in Melbourne and Sydney. After Perth, where uh, their captain, Shan Masood, said, look, the margin of defeat is not so much the actual margin of defeat, but we're scoring at 2.2 and over. Australia is scoring at 4 and over. That can't be done. We need to get closer. 
and that thereby you keep Australia closer to you in, in, in terms of if you have to play catch-up. And they did that successfully. Like you said, they started playing more shots, led by their captain. Uh, and for the four subsequent innings uh, uh, in Melbourne and Sydney, they outscored Australia in terms of scoring rate anyway. And as a result, they've created opportunities for themselves. So you're right. I mean, uh, they have literally nothing to lose. I can't think of any test team that has come to Australia with uh, as little to lose as this West Indies team, mm. uh, even compared to the one that came last summer. So, uh, yeah, go out there, do what say, maybe a McKenzie or even a Justin Graves attempted to do uh, across the two innings in Adelaide uh, and give it your best shot rather than just sit in and like they did uh, the innings went nowhere. They, like, what, 14 runs they made in the first four overs in the first innings, and then for 40 balls, they didn't score. I mean, they weren't allowed to score. That's how just how good Australia are in these conditions. But still, um, yeah, I mean, if you have to lose, uh, at least go down fighting, which I don't think they did with the bat. Yeah. I'm just wondering whether they're sitting there and they go, you kind of think of what happened at the back end of that test and then after. So they they go, oh, maybe, maybe Uzi might not be there. And then he's cleared, no problems. And then they go, oh, hang on, Travis Travis has got COVID. Maybe he won't be there. No, he's fine. He'll be there. And then they go, maybe they're going to mess around with the bowlers. And then Pat Cummins walks straight into the press conference and says, no, no, we'll be keeping the same bowling lineup for this series. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like one, yeah. bad, one bad news punch after the other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's just the challenge of playing this Australian team in Australia, right? Which is why... I mean, we still marvel at the fact that India managed to win back-to-back series here against the same bowling attack. I mean, yes, the first time around, they didn't have Smith and Warner, but, uh, you know, it was the same four guys who played all four tests both times. So, uh, I think that's uh, that's why those series wins get celebrated so much. But also, there's a lessons for any team that's come post, post, post uh, that Indian team where you just have to be so relentless and unrelenting that you just can't let Australia, you can't win half a session. You can't win even one session and hope to get ahead of Australia. I mean, look at Pakistan, right? They had moments where, yes, if they'd taken a catch or two, maybe they could have gone into position or winning position as well. But they, that's just not good enough. They just, you just cannot have any let, let-ups against this Australian team. So uh, I think, um, you know, which is why, look, they're building their own legacy in their own way, the, the Pat Cummins uh, uh, team. So, uh, I think it's part of it. And they, they just don't seem to have the kind of aura that probably the previous great Australian team did. Maybe because they they, they look at things differently. Uh, they don't uh, kind of exude that kind of aura uh, like the previous generation teams did. Uh, because I guess that's where Australia is. As a I know we digress, as we all seem to do a lot these days when we talk cricket. But I guess that also is a reflection on, in my opinion, Australia as a country. Mm, all right. Hey, um, Stephen Smith. Is an interesting one. So, I mean, his his test career, and I, I do that in inverted commas as an opener, is what forty eight balls old, right? So, mm. it, it, yeah, yeah. We, we don't we don't know where that's going to head. But the difference that you see in Stephen Smith, because you see him at the nets, you see that that whole change of yeah. demeanor and everything else. How how much has the Steve Smith that has to prepare as an opener um, changed essentially in the last test and into this one? as the Steve Smith that we've seen over his career? Well, in terms of uh, how, how, how long he bats in the nets, nothing's changed. Because that was my first question to him in the press conference after he became test opener. Uh, because we were in Adelaide, and, and I'm not even kidding, and I told him this later. My wife actually in that morning, because it was a home test for me, asked me, okay, 
how long uh, how long are you going to be away when are you coming back and helping me with housework <laughs> i said well you know how it works and before i could say anything she just said can you please tell steve smith it's your home test and he doesn't have to bat for too long so <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> he he plays a big role in our relationship does steve smith uh, our relationship at home anyway so no, so that hasn't changed but uh, he he uh, Honestly, he does look like a kid who's going to a new school, Marie. I mean, he's just so excited. Even yesterday against the pink ball, uh, a as opener, he just has to walk in. He's always first in. Not that that was different earlier, um, but I think he faces the new ball a lot more. Obviously, uh, but I guess he just there is a, he's, he's more sprightly. He just uh, is so excited about this new thing that uh, new almost this new toy that he's getting to play with. Uh, and I say that with very positive. uh positive light of course but that uh, he wants to really do it uh, not just in the short term but in the long term and obviously like everything else steve smith does in cricket he wants to be the best at it as well so i think it will come off you know like you know he got out um to a ball where he was going right across his stumps and he edged one and nearly edged another one of shamar joseph in the second innings as well uh, so he's been focusing a lot on that what balls he leaves uh, i saw him practice his leaves a lot more yesterday than even what he did in adelaide so i think uh, like any good test opener he also learned in adelaide probably that uh, you know you can get that one good ball and get you out which mm-hmm. maybe the frequency of that kind of reduces the further uh, down the batting order you do come out to bat so mm-hmm. uh, i i really do think he's going to come good but more than that he just seems so so uh excited and enthralled by this new challenge yeah i like it i i when you piece it all together i i I sort of got to the end of all that and went, you know what? That that's exactly the the kind of move that they wanted to make because they wanted to get Cameron yeah. Green back in there, and they wanted yeah. to keep that batting lineup as obviously as as um, as good as it is. And it's that that top six is just incredible. Good on you, mate. I'm looking forward to this one. It'll be extraordinary. I've got the BBL final tonight, so I'll do that, and then I'll oh, well be, yeah be tuning into you guys tomorrow. So enjoy the test. Uh, sounds good. You have a great call at the BBL, Maddie, and uh, I'll talk to you very soon. Good on you, mate. Bharat Sundarayson there, uh, part of our uh, second test coverage team with the very best. Jared Waitley, Socky's going to join him. Ian Smith, Damien, Damien Fleming, uh, Heels, Peter Lawler, Adam White. So a full-blown team, ball-by-ball coverage of the second test tomorrow right here on SEN.